Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to the following message provided by Renewed Church. We pray that this message will be a blessing and encouragement for you. For more information about our church, please visit www.renew.miami. All right, how's everybody doing today? You can do better than that. You can do better than that. We'll try it one time, all at the same time. How's everybody doing today? Awesome, 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 awesome. Thank you. That's a gift to me. I appreciate it very, very much. Well, I am so glad that you're here today, those that are in the room and those that are online. Again, we are glad to, uh, to be with you. Welcome to Renew Church. We're in a sermon series. It's called Heroes versus Villains. And uh, we talked about it starting last week. We talked about these heroes, and everybody loves heroes, right? You know, the, the superheroes, the Marvel and the DC heroes and those different ones, those are great. Pastor Mikey says he loves Bible Man, but I'm, I'm yet to believe that. I, I thought he was going to try to become Bible Man for the, the service today, but uh, he, didn't, he didn't do that. Um, I talked about last week, my biggest villain. My biggest villain last week we talked about, you thought, some of you thought it might have been one of our pastors or one of our leaders. No, my biggest villain is me. My biggest villain is me, and I, I will say this, your biggest villain in the flesh is you. And uh, the Apostle Paul, when he starts, you know, some of the writings, including what we talked about in Romans 7 last week and what we'll look at today in 2 Corinthians, he, he started out on the wrong team. He started out a villain even though he thought he was a hero. Like, he was a religious zealot. He was a Pharisee, and, um, you know, he was in this training and all of these things, but he began to persecute the Christians. He began to go against them. In fact, he was present in the stoning of Stephen when Stephen was, was uh, martyred for his faith. He was there. He thought he was a hero, but in actuality, he was a villain. So Paul, last week, we talked about this, this, this battle between the flesh and the spirit. And, and Romans 7 is all about the life in the flesh. And Romans 8 is the good news that we don't just have life in the flesh, but we have life in the spirit. I encourage you to check that out and uh, find out more about that. Today, my text is another verse and set of verses from the Apostle Paul, but it's in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And this is what it says in 2 Corinthians 5. For we know that if the earthly tent, and that's speaking of kind of this this, uh, temporary tent called our body, flesh, right, we live in and is destroyed, we have a building from God. In other words, did you hear the difference? He talks about a tent, temporary, when he talks about the flesh, but then he talks about a building which is from God, that's the spirit, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. Meanwhile, we groan, longing to be clothed instead with our heavenly dwelling. Because when we are clothed, we will not be found naked, which is, again, this reference to the flesh. For while we are in this tent, the flesh, we groan and are burdened because we do not wish to be unclothed, but, be, but to be clothed instead with our heavenly dwelling. In other words, he's back and forth talking about how we, we don't want to be in the flesh, but we are. But one day we're going to be in our spirit, in, in, uh, you know, having our, our, our eternal and final uh, uh, body, which is the, the spirit. Now the one who has fashioned us for this very purpose is God, who has given us the spirit as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. Okay, so, and let me not make sure, I, I, even as I said that, I'm thinking in my mind, I don't want you to think that that means that when you die, you will not have a physical body. We believe that when you die, your body will come back. You will, we will, uh, when, we, when the Lord comes back, we will resurrect and we will have a physical body. It's not just a spirit, but this is that, that point in time when he's talking about this and he says the spirit that lives inside of us is a deposit 
guaranteeing what is to come. In other words, the, the, the down payment uh, or the security deposit on our heavenly home is the Spirit of God living in us right now. Even though it's the temporary tent, we have the Spirit of God living in us. Therefore, we are always confident and know that as long as we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. This is something preachers often say at funerals. This is a verse that we reference, that to be absent from the body is present with the Lord, right? So this is where that comes from. And we are confident, I say, and would prefer to be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So we make it our goal to please Him, whether we are at home in the body or away from it. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each of us may receive what is due us for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. Today I want to I talk about this. I want to talk a little bit about the flesh and the spirit again as we talk about heroes and villains. I'm kind of referring back to it again. And, and you know, I could have went many different directions with this series, but I, I feel like I'm kind of leaning in on this idea that our flesh is oftentimes the villain and our spirit is the hero, right? Does that make sense? Are you kind of catching on with me a little bit? So the flesh has, you know, at least according to Hollywood, they have amazing superpowers. They can fly. They have superhuman strength, invisibility, incredible speed, x-ray vision. Uh, they, they have like this, this healing thing that they can be done. One of those heroes, and I couldn't figure out which one, but there's one that he can get shot at and then all of a sudden he just like, his cells regenerate and, and he uh, comes back to life. Some of y'all, you know, comic book people could tell me who it is. Tell me later. Um, I don't care that much, actually. <laughs> uh, sorry. They, these, these superheroes, they have lightning bolts and lasers and other electrokinetic powers. It's all related to the physical, though, right? These are what the heroes do. But I want to talk to you about, and I'm going to invite in just a few moments, my personal hero, and he has none of those. None of those. I mean, well, he's a little bit strong. He's definitely stronger than me, but he doesn't have, like, superhuman strength. He doesn't, like, be able to, you know, leap from buildings, and, and, and you know, he doesn't have that invisibility factor or any of those other things. But you know what he does have? He's, he's not strong physically, but spiritually he's a, he's a man of God, and he's strong in his faith. Um, he, he has this, this strength that shows up in being present um, even when, you know, you don't know where to go or what to do or where to turn. Like, he's just a person that, that has this gift of being where you need him when you need him. He has not x-ray vision, you know, but he has this spiritual discernment to see things and, and, and be slow to speak on things that, that maybe in the flesh you would say like that, but in the spirit it's like, you know what, let me hold off. Let me not say that at this point in this conversation. He has healing words. He has these not physical superhero gifts, but instead he has these spiritual supernatural gifts, right? And I think I'd rather have spiritual gifts from God rather than physical powers from Hollywood. Amen? I think they're going to last longer. I think they're going to be of more value than anything that you can see in a movie theater. So before I get to that and before I bring him up, I'm going to tell you that, you know, many of you know my dad, he was my personal hero, was and is my personal hero, and um, he was my biggest mentor, biggest fan, one of my strongest supports, and, and a role model to me. But on September the 10th of 2021, he died. And it was at that time uh, that my dad had gotten sick and then, then later died that I was in a freedom group. And in this small group, it was a type of group that really helped me stand through the sickness and, and through his sickness and even his passing. 
But when the group ended, because it was just a short-lived, like, seven-week or eight-week group, um, one of the members, Rebecca, she says to me, Pastor, you know, CR, which is something that we, we have here at Renew, is, is kind of like the Freedom Group, but it's a whole year. You ought to try it. So at just the right time, I said, you know what, let me go to it, let me be a part of it. And I st- started in January of, of this year, and I, I joined Celebrate Recovery, CR, a 12-step group. All of that you hear, and maybe you think of stigma, 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 the things that come with that. But I joined it and began processing my grief through this group with these other men of, of God. And they've helped me to face some of my hurts, habits, and hang-ups. And it was there that I met my friend Jose. Coming out of a group, he says to me, just in, in passing, in a passing conversation, he says to me, hey, Pastor Trevor, would you be willing to mentor me? And I didn't really know Jose at the time, just a little bit, just on a surface, and I was like, I don't even know what you mean by mentor. You'd have to define the relationship a little bit for, you to tell, for me to tell you because I don't want to let you down. I don't want you to, for, for me to say yes and then it be set up and it not be exactly what you expected. So I said, it depends, but you know what? Let's, let's, let's walk together for a little bit, and by the way, I was just going to ask you if you would sponsor me. So he had asked me to mentor him, and I was wanting him to sponsor me. And so he said, all right, let's just walk together. Let's do this thing. And so that's what we've done. He sponsored me. I don't know if I've mentored him, but he has sponsored me, and he's walked with me over the last uh, 10 months through my grief and through the passing of my dad. And I've got to watch his faith lived out. I've got to see that superhero faith of of, of, of a guy that is not ashamed, Romans 1.16, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He, he stands up when it's time to, to pray. He's, he, he speaks out when we're in the middle of a Panera and everybody's looking and he's like beginning to, to talk about the things of God or pray or whatever that is. And, 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 and he has been a role model and an example to this your pastor and I'm thankful for that. But two weeks ago, um, we were coming back from Fort Myers where we did that, some hurricane relief in a project and um, got back late in the evening and I was exhausted, I was tired and, and, and uh, all of a sudden my phone, I had, happened to have it on and beside me and, and uh, I was woken up at like 10 or 11 at night by Mike, actually I missed the call, I called him back and he's frantic and, and, and he's like, Pastor Trevor, it's, it's Gretchen, Jose's wife, it's Gretchen, she... she he thinks she's died. You've got to go to the hospital. You've got to do something. I don't know what to do, but I'm up here and he's down here. You've got to do something. And so it was at that point that, you know, Jose is uh, my sponsor. And I'm like, uh, yeah, no question, no doubt. And I get in my car and I drive to the hospital. And uh, there is his uh, daughters and, um, in the waiting room and, and some of the family and friends there in the waiting room. And, and out a few minutes later, Jose comes from behind the, the, the doors in the, the, the ER room with Gretchen, and a few minutes later, uh, he's telling of how she's critical but holding on to life. They weren't sure what would happen in the next few hours. But I got to go back in those, those, those first few moments to be with Jose and to pray with him and Gretchen, and, and I'll never forget that he put on a song at the beginning that, that you, you don't play when your wife is hanging on to life. He, he plays this song, a Bethel song called Goodness of God, and I'm like, Jose, this isn't a song that you can play right now with your wife hanging on to life. I didn't say that out loud, but in my head I'm thinking it through and I'm just blown away at his, his faith. Uh, this is the kind of man that he is. I couldn't see good in the situation, but even in that, he was saying God is still good even when life is not. And we stood by Gretchen and we prayed for God to heal her, not just 
eternally but physically and, and to give more time with her family. And, and God did answer our prayer and gave her more time and, and, and gave her uh, additional days, but we weren't sure what that would be like over those next few days. And, and even today, as we've laid his wife to rest, I'm asking God the question of why. With my personal hero in the room, I'm asking the question of why. And, and with his permission, um, and no pressure, because I said, listen, man, if, if it was me, I don't know if I could do it, but this is part of who he is and what he wanted to do. Um, without further ado, Jose Oliva, would you come up and, and join me? Give my brother a round of applause, please. Love you, man. So this is, this is some of the hardest uh, faith training that I've ever been in, um, and, and I've told Jose that. I, I've told him in the hospital room when it was just he and I or just maybe his kids, like it, it's, it's like strength training, you know, for your spiritual muscles. To watch a man, a man of God, watch his wife suffer and, and then ultimately end up breathing her last breath and dying, and and yet him continue to trust God, to continue to believe God, to continue to, to, to not give up on God in these moments. And for that, man, I'm thankful. And for that, you're my, um, you're my personal hero. And I praise God for you. Thank you, Pastor Charles. Some of you may not even know Jose. And you might be like, well, I've never met Jose. I don't know if he goes to the church. He, he actually doesn't officially go to the church. And that's in part because when, um, we, when we first met, we had that interaction about, you know, would you be my uh, sponsor? I was like, hey, maybe, and this is the first time I've ever done this as a pastor, but I was like, maybe, maybe don't come to Renew Church, you know? Like, a lot of times as a pastor, you're like, hey, why don't you come? Why don't you come? But this is one of those moments where I was like, if I'm going to open up my soul to you, if I'm going to tell you some deep stuff... It'll be better if you don't come to the church. And so uh, maybe you guys don't know him like that, but that's, that's uh, who he is, and uh, he is my, my, my friend, my sponsor, and uh, my personal hero. So I'm not going to ask you, Jose, the question of how are you, because I feel like that question doesn't even make sense uh, at a moment like this, as, as we just had the memorial service for your wife on Wednesday. Um, uh, but I, I guess the question is, is maybe how, how, how are you doing this right now? What would you say to, to people in the room listening and those online? How are you doing this? Well, I just want to thank Renew for, for coming alongside me during the most difficult time of my whole entire life. Um, basically, the way I'm doing it is when I open up my heart to God through prayer and through reading his word, he, he opens his heart to me. And that's where the healing starts happening. Like even with David, David cried out to God with his pain and his suffering. And that's what I did. I started crying out to God. I said, God, I, I need you now. And our God is a faithful God. Amen. So by me doing that, I started already feeling God's presence. And then another way I did is by reaching out with others. Because we're, we're meant to do life in Amen. community. Amen. So like the Bible says, confess your sins to one another so you may be healed. So I was holding on to God and to the people that God put in my life. Amen. Amen. Wow. 
what would you say? And uh, man, we're, we, we just want to stand with you. We're here for you, whatever you need, you know, in these moments. But there, there might be some people in the room, new Christians, or maybe not even Christians, and they'd be like, how, how is, where is God in this? You know, uh, what would you say to that person that's saying, where is God in this situation right now? Well, God is present. I mean, God uses people mostly to do his work. And I'll be honest with you, the love that I felt, my family felt through the, through the prayers, through being there at the time of the hospital. An example, I reached out to Mike. You came, the, the renewed church family came, people from the vineyard came. That's how God expresses his tangible love through people. And then through that, that's what helped me to, to walk this thing with God and knowing God's character. Because I know God's character, he's love, he's forgiveness, he's great, he's the light. And just knowing him intimately. Because when you have an experience with God, you're never the same. And I know he's, like the song says, he's our heavenly father and he loves me. Even Amen. in spite of my pain. Amen. Wow. Wow. What, what would you say to somebody uh, maybe that, that's dealing with the test of faith? They're going through something maybe to this level or maybe not this extreme. What would you say to somebody that's in the room or online that's, that's you know, going through this? You know, how, how would you encourage them? Basically, I, I would encourage them um, because life is hard and... Um, it's not easy because, again, this is the most painful situation I've ever had to go through in my life. This was my high school sweetheart. I met her when she was 14, 18, and, and it's just the best way to describe it is just ripping my heart just out, you know, like bleeding, basically wanting to bleed out. And uh, what I did was I lean, on to, lean into God because I know him in a personal way. And through that, if you have doubts, like, you know, where God is in this, just ask God, just go, God, if you're real and you might have your doubt, just God, show me. And he will. He will respond to that little bit of faith because you're, 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 you're stepping on in faith. And he will respond to that prayer. And he'll show you that he's a loving God. And he will meet you where you're at because that's what he did through this most difficult time in my life. He met me where, where I was at in that place in the hospital through you guys and and through through me praying he he comforted me he was there for me amen amen i um i said earlier that that this one of the like most faith strengthening seasons i've been in you know i mean uh watching you live this out but also not just live it out and just let it be but literally to fight a spiritual war and say, Pastor, I'm not giving up on my wife. I'm, I'm praying for a miracle for my wife, for, for not just, just the, the, you know, the cliche, I shouldn't say cliche, but just the, you know, she's going to, you know, God's going to heal her eternally. But literally, like he was praying for God to heal her physically, that she would wake up, that, that she would come back to life um, in those moments. Um, and you know, I'll say it publicly as I've said it privately to you. If I'm ever in a position like that, my brother, if I'm ever in a place like that, I want you to be right there beside me. I want that kind of warrior 
of faith to stand beside me, to help me. Um, and, and I didn't have that kind of faith. I didn't have that kind of strength. But I said, you know what? I'm going to be, uh, you know, I'm going to be your Aaron. Or is it Caleb? I don't know which one it is. But I'm going to be your, I'm going to hold up your arms. You're Moses. I'm going to hold up your arms. And I'm going to stand right beside you and try to be there for you during these moments. And, and, and I hope that I did that. But uh, in these times, um, you know, that's what you need. We need people that would help us, that would hold us up and give us, you know, that, that kind of strength in these very, very difficult times. You are truly a personal hero to me. Do we have that photo of Jose and Gretchen uh, there? I just want you guys to see how beautiful she was, how amazing she was. She's 42 years old when, when she went to be with the Lord. And um, two, two twin daughters, Isabella and Valentina, and a... And, and a, a, a Firstborn is his son, Jose Jr. And uh, man, we just, we just have to pray and, and encourage you know, this family through this time. Um, we're going to do some takeaways, Jose, but is there anything else you'd want to say uh, as it relates to your family, to Gretchen, anything you'd want to say to anybody listening today? Uh, yes, actually, what you talked about earlier, because I've seen God's healing power in a powerful way. I've seen God, my dad had several heart attacks, God healed him. My daughter Isabella had her eyes twisted when she was born. God healed her completely. If you see her, she's just completely fine. God did a partial healing with me that I was supposed to die, and he extended my ear. So I've seen God's power in such a supernatural way. So I knew that even though the doctor said that there was no hope, our God is a God of hope. Amen. Amen. And our God is a God who could, could do anything. So for me, my job was to fight for my wife in the spirit and, and basically intercede for her life. Amen. And I'm glad that I did. Now, what I did when I started seeing towards the end that God had a different plan is that even though I don't understand, like for me, is I, I trust because what I've learned is in my spiritual walk that I could get stuck on the why. Why did mm. this happen? Why, you know, and, and I don't want to get stuck. Or if I would have did this. For me, knowing how good in God is, and he's shown me as a good father, he loves me, and he always has the best plan in my life, is that for me is the trust when I surrender. And I know completely I won't see it. I'm, I'm this here on earth. But completely, when I go to heaven and I will see my wife again, because Jesus is the resurrection and the life, and whoever dies will live again. But I'll Amen. see her and I'll see the big plan that God had, that it was the best plan in my life. Amen. Amen. Can we give Jose a round of applause for this? Uh, man, I'm, uh, again, I am grateful for you as my personal hero and somebody who has been there for me in my difficult moments and we want to be there for you and for your family. I want to, I want to give you some takeaways um, from this. I mean, so first of all, remember this, you know, this, this, this battle is, is between the flesh and the spirit and just saying, you know what, like Gretchen, Gretchen no longer has to deal with this temporary tent that was broken and she battled with seizures and she had other health conditions that that created this, this, you know, that shortened her life. She no longer has to deal with any of that. And we praise God for that. But even in these moments, that, that's not like always that, you know, reassuring or that helpful because in the moment of grief, you just are like, 
I don't care what it was. I just want my, I want my wife. I want my mom. I want my daughter for her mother. But I, I want to say this. Here's the takeaways that I want you to get. Number one, um, heroes are still human. Heroes are still human. So it's okay to not be okay in these moments. When, 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 you're, when you're struggling, when you're battling these things, and, and I was like, Jose, you don't have to come. You don't have to do this. And he's like, no, but pastor, I feel like this would be what I should do and what I need to do to encourage somebody else. Uh, but even in these moments, I'm sure Jose has had more than your share of breakdowns and, and weakness. Heroes need people, though, because they're human, to hold up their arms, to help them, to stand beside them. Because although I've never seen the kind of faith that you have, my brother, it's still heavier than, than what you can carry on your own. The second thing is, is that God is good even when life is not. Jose, speak to that for just a minute. Is, is, that, is that a true statement, that God is good even when life is not? Of course God is good. Again, I'll share a little testimony. Um, when I was a cop, I was working and I was always a good provider you know, for my family and I was working off duty and then I came home late and then my wife was sleeping. And all of a sudden I saw her, she was just sleeping, laying down there, babe, and I'm gonna say this story, but she was slobbering a little bit. <laughs> you, you can get back to me when I see you face to face again, babe. But uh, yeah, and she had this piece all over her and I was like frustrated, like stressing out. And all of a sudden I looked up at the ceiling because I'm trying to like work things as a man, you're supposed to be the provider, protect. And I looked at her and I looked up at the ceiling and I saw the light of God. You know, like Moses saw God's glory, I saw God's glory. I don't know why, but I did. And it was the greatest love I've ever felt in my whole entire life. Greater than my parents, greater than my kids, and greater even now than my, than my wife. And it was so, his glory was so powerful, I cried, I cried, and I cried, and I couldn't move because his glory was so powerful and he let me go. And then I told my wife, hey, wake up, wake up. She's like, what, Jose, what do you want? <laughs> and then she, I, I go, I saw the light of God. She's like, Jose, you're dreaming, go, go back to sleep. And then eventually God revealed to her that that was the truth. But even then, I wasn't even all in with God. And, and God showed me how good he really is, that he loves me, he adores me. And he showed me that greatest love. So that love is what I'm feeling now, even in my worst wow. time of, of need. And I remember that, that God is good. And when you have an encounter with God, a true encounter, because it's a relationship, not religion, you're never the same. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Wow. Here's the third point. Faith is required. Faith is required. Second Corinthians, we just read it a few minutes ago. Second Corinthians 5, 7. For we live by faith, not by sight. We live by faith, not by sight. It, it, it's Hebrews 11, the heroes of faith, they, they had this, it's the evidence of things hoped for, not what is seen. And we have to, even in these moments when you're, you're at your last step and you don't know where you're going to turn or who you're going to talk to, faith is required. That's why this guy's my hero. Not because he was a cop, not because of uh, just his his knowledge of the Bible, not because of all the things that he's accomplished in life. No, the reason why he's my hero is because of that bold and, and, and tangible faith. Faith is required in these moments. 
You've got to have it. And then number three, or number four, finally, his grace is sufficient. Would you answer that? Is that, is that true? Definitely, uh, his grace is sufficient. And I'll be honest with you, like, there's, I got a partial healing. Some of you guys know, but I've had several heart attacks. And um, basically, I still have times where I, my blood pressure goes up. And God showed me that I'm not going to die anytime soon because he gave me a Bible verse where he's going to extend my life. But through that time, because, again, I'm not, I don't have the complete healing, it makes me get drawing closer to God. It makes me pray. I feel his presence. So actually that thorn in my flesh is actually a blessing in disguise hmm. because it, it brings me closer to God. And he knows me. And many times because things are good, I wouldn't be there as much. So, again, that, that thorn is actually a blessing in disguise. Yeah, and that's, that's where that, that verse comes from when the Apostle Paul, he's like really trying to pray this, this, this thorn out. He's like this. They don't say what it is. Some think it's like a physical defect or maybe it's a person or whatever it is. But he talks about the thorn in the flesh. If you look that up, thorn in the flesh. And he's like, three times I pleaded for God to take it away. And God's response to Paul, which is his response to you, is, is my grace is sufficient for you. Amen? Ah. I, anytime I put myself in my brother's shoes as the father of his beautiful kids, and I, I, I think about my place and my kids, and I think about what that would be if, if my 42-year-old wife, they're the same age, like, if that was me, like, I don't know if I could do what he's doing. But number one, you're my hero. Number two, thank you for, for, for standing beside me. Like, I don't know why I'm bulleting this, but just let me just say all these things. I need you beside me if I ever go through anything like this. And thank you for standing beside me with my dad. And, uh, and thank you for being the example that his grace is sufficient for us in these moments. Can we pray for you before we, uh, before we close out this time? Will you stand with me? Why don't you all stand? Why don't we all stand? And let's pray and, and let's uh, extend your hands. If you're a believer, if you know Jesus, extend your hands towards Jose even now as we pray for him and for God's uh, just help and his grace and his peace and his comfort and his help in his life. God, we just pray right now for Jose. God, I thank you for his life, for who he is for how good he is, God, because of not him, but because of you, because of, uh, of the good things that you're doing in him, the impact that he's made on so many people, God, including me, this pastor. God, thank you that he stood beside me, that, that he walked with me through, through my darkest moments in life. And God, as he's going through the most difficult and, and hardest thing that a person could ever go through, a wife of 20 plus years, oh God, I pray that we would be beside him, that we would hold up his arms, that we would help him, that we would strengthen and encourage him in these moments. God, may your grace be sufficient, as he's saying. May, may the peace overwhelm him. May you give him hope and his children hope in a future God, just reminding them that you never leave them nor forsake them. I thank you for Gretchen. I thank you for her life and for her example, the warrior that she was the follower of Jesus that she was, the wife and the mother she was and is. God, just be with Jose today. Touch him and encourage him. Again, be with Isabella and Valentina and 
Jose Jr., where they are today, the extended family, everybody, God, that is mourning and grieving, not just today, for, but for, for years, God. God, go with them, help them, and encourage them. We love you and we thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise yeah. you, thank you you, jose again thank you everyone for being a part of this thank you for being uh present for this as i just recognize uh my personal hero and 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 do that today if they're with you or do that this week if they're not just let them know the impact that they've had on your life. Let, let them know what they've done for you. Write them a card, give them, a, give them something, take them to lunch, do something special for them. We're wrapping up the service and I know we're way past time, but would you bow your heads and close your eyes with me this, this uh, morning? And um, maybe your first step is, is to be able to have that kind of boldness that I talked about that Jose had, that kind of faith that Jose had, and and you don't have it. Whether you're a brand new believer or you don't even know if you believe up until now, and today you want to make some things right, today can be the day of salvation for you. Today can be that moment in your life where you've just said, you know what, Lord, I I want Jose's faith. I want what Jose has in my life. And whether your situation is nearly as bad or not, whatever it is, I can't imagine what you'd be going through if you don't have God with you in this. Today can be the day that you allow God in your life to be present, to walk with you through whatever it is that you're facing. So I'm going to pray this prayer. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. It's called the prayer of salvation, but it's just this this commitment to God that you pray personally that says, I want Jesus to forgive me of my sin. I want him to come into my life. I want to allow him to be my Lord and my Savior. I want to be a follower of Jesus. And if you pray this prayer, it's by grace because his grace is enough. It's by grace you can be saved. So with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, if God's speaking to you, I want you to pray this prayer. If you're online, I want you to pray this prayer. Even if you prayed it before, but you're a follower of Jesus, repeat this prayer after me. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for me. I know that I've sinned, that I've made mistakes. Forgive me of my sin. Come into my life. Become my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for dying for me. Because you died for me, I choose to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. With your heads bowed, continue to be bowed for just a moment. If this is you, if you prayed that prayer, rather the first time or the 50th time, if you prayed that prayer and you asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, would you just, by show of hands, just really quick, slip up your hand and just say, Pastor, pray for me. I made that decision. I see your hand in the back. I see your hand over here on my left. Praise God for you. Anybody else in the room? Anybody else making that decision? I see your hand on my right. Praise God for you. Let him. Let him be your Lord. Let him be your Savior. Let him have his way in your life. It's the best decision you'll ever make. I, tr- I, I promise you this. We want to walk with you in this. We want you to take next steps. We want you to get a, a, a Connect card and, and let that, uh, fill that out. Let us know that you made that decision. And we want to help you um, get plugged into a small group or uh, into a, a new believers class. 
and help you grow in your faith. This time we're going to sing a closing song. And as we sing this, if you need prayer for any reason at all, feel free to come up. There'll be some people that would come beside you and pray with you. But let's sing together as we close this service. Searching for them. 
you believe the lyrics of that song, can you make some praise this morning? Awesome, man. What a powerful service to be a part of this morning. Jose, we love you. Uh, man, you're, you're such an encouragement to all of us. Uh, we're here for you, man. We're praying for you, your family. And we're patiently waiting with you, man, to, to rejoice one day in glory with Gretchen and with Jesus. And, man, we love you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, man, you guys may be seated. Welcome once again. My name is Pastor Mikey. Welcome to Renew Church again. This is your first time, or maybe you've just never really filled out a connection card. I would encourage you to do that. Just take it in the rack in front of you, fill it out. And on the back of it, if there's something that you want to communicate with us, if you want to talk to a pastor, if you want to learn how you can serve, if you want to learn about small groups or baptism or just whatever the case may be, that connect card is a great way to communicate with us so that we can better serve you, get to know you better. So I would encourage you to do that and drop it off on a bucket on your way out. Now I'm just going to share some things that we've got going on here at Renew Church. On October the 31st, we're going to have our trunk or treat event. That's why you may have noticed on your way in the cookie monster truck there. That's just an example of what you can do for our trunk or treat event. There's going to be uh, candy, uh, you know, food trucks. It's going to be a fun, safe night for the kids. So it's a good opportunity to invite some of your friends that typically wouldn't come to church, wouldn't come to Renew Church. Invite them to that. Uh, man, let us, let us, you know, introduce ourselves, begin to build relationships with some people, and just have a good, fun, safe night. So if you'd like to enter a truck, if you'd like to design your truck, and you can get as creative as you possibly want, check out the welcome table outside, talk with the team, and see how you can get signed up and involved in that. Also, we are still accepting donations for those affected by Hurricane Ian. So if you want, continue to bring those things in. We will receive them. And we also have a team that's going to go out there. We have a team that's going to go out to Fort Myers and do some work, um, help the people out there. So if you're interested in being a part of that team, just reach out to Javier Morejon at 305-562-9868. Again, that's 305-562-9868. And also, baptism is next weekend. Yeah, that's always a good thing for sure. So if you're newer to the faith or maybe you've never been baptized before, what what better opportunity than next week to get baptized? We, we encourage baptize. We, we think it's a biblical thing to do. We think it's a great thing to do. And all that baptism is, it's just, it's that symbolic um, representation of what you've already done and decided in your heart. When you go into that water, you're dying to your old self and you're raising up to new life in Christ. It's this, it's this public display. It's like the, the, the wedding ceremony, right? What makes you married to somebody is your commitment to each other. But the wedding ceremony is to publicly say, hey, I'm, I'm sticking with this person. I'm choosing this person. I'm not ashamed. I want the whole world to know. And that's what baptism is. You're letting the whole world know, hey, I am dying to myself and I am living for Christ and I don't care who knows it. I'm, I'm public. I'm not ashamed. I'm doing it. So if that's you, if you're newer to the faith or if you've just never been baptized, check out our website, renew.miami forward slash baptism. There's a ton of information about baptism if you're curious, but there's also a registration link there. So if, if you want to get signed up, go to the website, fill out the information, and we will follow up with you and make sure that we get you on that list. Lastly, if you'd like to give to Renew Church, I just want to let you know that there's a few ways to do that. But before I get into that, can we please uh, make some noise for my brother, Alan Lynch? He's going to share with us how giving has impacted his life. Thanks. Um, 
everybody. Uh, so Mikey asked me to just say a little little bit about uh, about tithes, offerings, you know, giving uh, in general. Guys, uh, it's it's a wonderful, wonderful thing to be in covenant with the Lord, with your faith, and with everything. With every, you know, uh, it was said to me uh, years ago. God only wants one thing, everything, <laughs> and um, and. And for those of us who understand um, the covenant with finances, we understand that everything belongs to God anyways. He's really just allowing us to use some of it to get through our day-to-day. So when you, you look at it through that perspective, it, 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 uh, it really changes things. Um, I, I love to talk about this because it's near and dear to my heart. Uh, the person who discipled us many, many years ago decided uh, to... Uh, to, to make sure that we knew in our foundation uh, what, what those what that covenant meant and uh, and to and to be cheerful givers through tithes offerings and alms and um, and I do encourage you if you if you don't know what the difference in those three are please do a little Bible study get with somebody come, come and ask me you know whatever but understand that because this it's I look at it as like even deeper deeper and deeper levels of blessings that come back to you, uh, you know, uh, a million fold, really. So uh, I just wanted to encourage you guys and, and in that, and, uh, and that's it, all right? God bless you guys. Thank you, Alan. So if you'd like to give to Renew Church, we just want to let you know that there's a few ways. Again, the first way is in person via the envelopes in the seat pocket in front of you, and you can drop them off in a bucket on your way out. The second way to do that is to do it online by visiting renew.miami forward slash giving. And the third and final way to do that is to do it via text by texting GIVE to 786-565-1165. Would you pray with me? Lord, we thank you for this day. Um, God, what a blessing. What This is a, such an encouraging Sunday, Father, to be a part of, of, of the body and just be able to hear testimonies of, of faithfulness and, and, and community coming together, Father, for, for your purposes. God, we're just thankful. And God, we pray for the offering this morning. God, pray that you would use it. Pray that you would bless it. God, pray that you would continue to reach people, Father, people who need to know the name of Jesus, Father, people who, who need a church family, Father, to be there for them um, in the tough times, God. So, God, help us, Lord. Bless bless this church bless these people as as they give unto you god and as they trust you and as they worship you and god we love you it's only you that can make it happen father it's in jesus name we pray amen thank you guys see you next sunday